Good evening, and welcome back to Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight to record Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 48 are my co-host, Tim Hicks. Welcome, welcome. We got a really big shoe. Uh, And, you know, poor Willie is still recovering from shoveling out the home of a hoarder. Um, (laughs) So instead, uh, we have brought on great friends of the show who have been with us before. Uh, We have with us Joe Masters. Evening, all. And Terry Hawkins. Aloha, friends. How are you doing? And we've gotten the whole gang here together to talk a little bit about the upcoming Diz Dads Club Convention 10. Yay! That's right. It's rated X this time, boys. Um, (laughs) Now... Don't tell Malloyne that, please. <laughs> before uh, before we get into the details, there, let's take a minute and thank our podcast sponsors. Um, this Dad's Podcast Plus uh, has been sponsored all along by a couple of travel agencies. We're sponsored by Mouse Master Travel and by Wicked Mouse Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help you with your next Disney destination vacation. And hey, if you're in Canada, I bet Terry would love to help you with your vacation too. You betcha. You can get a hold of me at Terry at All right. Well, so let's let's jump in and go ahead and, and start talking about Diz Dad's Club Convention. This thing has been around, as I mentioned, uh, for almost 10 years. Uh, so, you know, Terry, Joe, one of the other, you want why don't you kind of set the, the, you know, basics for us here on, you know, the upcoming, uh, Diz Dads Club Convention 10, what, you know, when is this happening and, um, you know, where, where seem to be the sort of centers of activity? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, happening January 5th to January 9th. Uh, that's the official dates. Uh, of course, the longer we go, the more guys we have bleeding over to one side or the other. There's going to be some people coming in early. I'll be in New Year's Eve. Um, there'll be some guys staying in uh, in late um, and that. So it's always a lot of fun. Um, and where we, uh, you know, just trying to think, what are the focuses the big center focus the last few years has been uh, Give Kids the World, and we kind of plan our itineraries around the uh, the volunteer day that we do at Give Kids the World. Right, um, and I think at this point we're just kind of waiting to see, you know, what what kinds of opportunities they'll have available for us, right? Because they're they're just starting to get reopened. Um, but uh, you know, in, in terms of of accommodations, I mean, we're going to get into for this show at least talking you know, some of the background, kind of how the, how we've gotten here, how this thing has happened, you know, 
gosh, this is going to be 10 consecutive years. It's really kind of mind-blowing. Um, and it, and it, it's gone by really fast, and it seems like, you know, it doesn't seem like that long ago that, you know, Aaron, you started this conversation about, uh, you know, booking rooms and stuff when you were uh, with another travel agency back then. Um, but you had gotten that book of rooms, and, and it would all sound like a great idea to just go meet up and, and watch these guys run. We'll obviously get into the details of that here in a little bit, but um, to touch more on what Terry was talking about, you know, the 5th or the 9th are our official dates. We've always kept it short around marathon weekend because a lot of the guys, when we started doing this, were there for the marathon. And we find that those four days are the days that most people can get off and participate and be there. Uh, like Terry said, if you've got the flexibility to come in earlier, you want to start your week on Sunday or Monday, great, feel free. If you're one of those people that can stay later, if you stay past the Sunday, the last day that we consider the official convention, and you have the ability to stay two, three, a week later, that's great too. There will be guys there. We've, we've grown from what was just the original weekend convention to it's almost a two-week event now for some guys. So well, you know, uh, I'm if glad you're you now hearing about this, keep an open mind. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joe, because it, really I think that it's exactly that flexibility that has made this event work. Uh, and why it's it's been able to last for so long because those kinds of things really have been done since the very beginning, since the first year. Um, you know, we, we did settle on Marathon Weekends, and I remember those chats. I mean, we went round and round about dates, and we had people lobbying for fall dates and summer because they were, you know, didn't want to take kids out of school, and we went round and round and round and trying to choose a date. And we'd really almost given up on you know, nailing down a date. And then organically, it seemed there were these conversations about marathon weekend and people going down to run. And then there were other people who said, well, I don't want to run, but I could go and, you know, wave as you run past. Um, and drink a beer as you run past. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And, and so. Or even meet you at the finish line with a beer. Right, right. Exactly. All those <laughs> there kinds you of go. things. And, yep. and so, and so that is really kind of how this all grew is it, it was initially not even, you know, I didn't think about the block of room stuff and all that until really after the fact, it was a matter of there was this this core group that already were planning on going and it was the one time where we had more people who already had plans to go all at the same time we thought okay well we'll just kind of hitch a ride and you know so date flexibility has been a big piece of this since the beginning because there's always been some folks who were you know there earlier some folks who were only coming in just before the marathon and then they ran and stayed after and there were some people who came early and you know left right after they ran all those kinds of things um it's also always been really flexible in terms of of you know sort of how people traveled right um you know I know Terry and and I have both kind of done this every which way, right? We've done it traveling with our families. We've done it traveling solo. We've done it traveling, you know, bringing a friend along. I mean, it, it's it's kind of been um, really. It, it's hard to describe. It's like as organized as as it can be without having any. Set structure. Yeah. Right. And it, it allows uh, everybody to vacation the way they like to vacation, uh, offering the flexibility for that 
while at the same time, you know, we, we will put together dining reservations or, you know, meetups. And if you can be there, great. If you, if you need to be with your family for this particular time, that's great too. You do you, but we will have times that we will be in the same park. We will be uh, uh, meeting up at this right at this time, what have you. But uh, yeah, it's structured without being too structured. Right. Yeah. yeah. When we were we were talking about, I guess we started talking at DDCC seven time frame. Uh, we started using the concept of it's your vacation. You do Disney your way. We don't create the agenda. We create the opportunities. If you get the opportunity to come hang out, eat a meal with us, or just hang and ride a ride with us, it's your opportunity to come be with us. But we don't want to dictate your vacation. It's your vacation. If it's the only one you get that year, I want you to do everything you want to do. Try not to, you know, let us persuade what your schedule is because we're going to have different things going on and it may not fit your opportune times. Um, but we wanted to create multiple, again, opportunities so that you had many chances to meet up or eat dinner, like I said. Well said. Yeah, exactly, Joe, right? Like right from the first one, we had uh, we had the Dole meet up and then we had uh, dinner over at Whispering Canyon. And we've continued that tradition of, you know, we, we organize um, a meal or a get-together here or there. If you're able to make it, awesome. If not, hopefully you catch the, the one the next day. But it's not a set itinerary. It's not, um, this is what you're doing. Everybody's up at 8 o'clock and we're, we're going and, and hitting this and hitting this. It turns out that Thank the God. majority... <laughs> The majority of the of of the guys have wanted in the past when they were available to book fast passes together, um, and to do most of the meals and to hang out together, because um, it 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 does really grow into something. But we also have a lot of people that pop in for one uh, meal, be it uh, traditionally in the past the beer garden or the barbecue or something else, um, California Grill, you know, whatever it is. Um, so it's it's. There's lots of opportunity for people to vacation the way they want and meet up with a bunch of a uh, bunch Lunatics. of fellow disc dads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I know some guys who will sleep till ten, eleven o'clock in the morning before they ever leave their room. I'm not trying to name a name, but I know people. <laughs> I, I don't know. Who you're well, they about. also don't leave the hot tub. Well, you know, yeah. I I think that that one of the nice things though is that that because it's been happening for ten years now, and because there is this continuity and I don't know, you know, there may be, I think maybe two or three people that have been to every one of these. Um, you know, I, I had a streak there for a little while, but now it's been a, a few years since I've gotten a chance to get back. Um, you know, Joe, you may be, you know, have you been to all 10 or on nine so far? Uh, I have not. Okay. Um, so actually, you missed I've been to everything since except two and three. I missed two. Oh, uh, that's right. And if you remember three, I re I participated remotely. I was the one that bought the round of drinks. Yes, yes. I do remember that. And I still do appreciate yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I, I but can I tell you exactly where I was sitting. But, but the nice thing is, you know, I, I don't know that we have anybody who's been to every single one. Yeah, we do. Two. We have two. Two people. Okay. And who? Randall. Call out. Oh, Randall? Yeah, Randall Bear. And Scott Stradman. Ah, okay. I've been to every single one. Excellent. Gotcha. All right. Well, so we need to make sure. Congratulations to to Randall and Scott. Uh, assuming, yeah, of course, they make it back to ten, sort of we need to come up with some kind of award to give them. Um, they they can carry the Distad's flag for the next for ten. There you no, go. To give they, them a, they need a they need a torch that they can run into the park with. 
you know, like an Olympic or, torch. Or they can lead us in song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but the nice thing about it is that I think we've kind of found the happy medium um, because the first year, I'll be honest, the first year uh, I did a lot of the planning. I think I overplanned for us because um, we didn't really know what to expect. And so we had a whole bunch of things scheduled uh, that we just kind of threw that schedule out the window pretty quickly. I mean, it was things like – the idea was it, it was the same concept, right? We, we, we wanted to set sort of um, – check-in opportunities, right? Um, but we probably did too many because we, we just went through and said, okay, well, what are the things that we all like to do? And said, okay, well, we'll try and do them together. And and it was too many. I mean, there was supposed to be, you, you might not even remember this, but we had a bunch of people signed up to do a, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean meetup and we were all going to ride pirates together. And, you know, those kinds of things fell by the wayside pretty quickly. And it was no big deal. I mean, it, it, it was really... I, I want to do toot your horn, Aaron, because you're right. In the very beginning, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what it was going to turn into. Uh, if I if I remember correctly, I'm going to go back, and I want to say that there was a lot of chatter. We were still heavy on the disboards back then. Yeah. There was a lot of chatter about the Nemesis Challenge, how Barry and Sam were going to run the race, and who was going to win. And that was really a lot of the drive for people wanting to go watch that race and cheer those guys on and see if it was because it was Team Barry or Team Tim, you know, at the time. And that's right, kind right. of what started all this. And you went, I feel, above and beyond for what was the very first convention because none of us had any concept that there would be a two or a three or even a ten at that point. <laughs> but the fact that you went through and you put bags in everybody's resort, you made the effort to go to every resort that people were staying at, and you dropped bags as bag check for them that had candy bars in it. You had created a little schedule to go on the neck lanyards of meetup times. You, you went through quite a bit to prep that, that first convention to make it as good as it was. Um, and I think that really played a good foundation for people wanting to come back for two and do it all again, because there was enough information that kept you in the know. If you wanted to meet up, you had at least a semblance of a schedule or knew somebody who had the schedule. Sure. Well, thank yeah. you, Joe. I appreciate that. No, it, it, Joe, Joe's right. No, no plan has ever survived the first battle. <laughs> um, but the planning you did on number one, gave everybody the comfort level because you know we knew each other on the boards but very few of us had ever met each other in person well that's that's true and it was interesting because it was really leading up to that first is dad's club convention i think that there started to be a lot more in-person meetups happening on our own just sort of you know out in communities people were i, I know that when i was traveling for business it got to the point where one of the first things I do is look and see, you know, who lived, where it was I was traveling for work to see whether we could grab a drink or, or meet for dinner or something. Um, and, and I noticed that happening with a bunch of the guys um, in a lot of different places. So in the ramp up, I think we really started building that in-person community just because people wanted to know, you know, in real life, these people that they were going to be traveling with. Um, and, and I think that that, People's willingness to do that up front, right, in advance, led, I think, to making it much more comfortable and much, much more sort of organic that this random group of people from all over the country, who in many cases had very little in common other than the fact that they loved, you know, vacationing at, at Disney parks, um, right. you know, right. we're all able to spend, uh, in many cases, you know, a week together. Just hanging out and having fun. 
You know, that's <laughs> I caught a lot of flack from one of my colleagues uh, earlier on when I when I told him that in uh, DDCC four was the first one I went to. And, um, you know, I was I was telling my my colleague, hey, I'm, you know, we're going down. I'm going to hang out for several days with um, these guys that I know from a Facebook group. And they're like, are you nuts? Are you kidding? You don't even know these people and you're going to go down to Disney World and hang with these people you don't know and never met. I'm like, yep, that's exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in the concept of it all, right, you strip the Disney title off of it. and It happens all over the world, right? People meet up for car shows. People meet up for run groups, you know, pizza parties. There's yeah. all these different aspects of the life that people meet up for. It was accessible for that. It's accessible for Disney dads. Of course it uh, is. I think I think the convention itself kicked off a a a continuum of of BizDad meetups that made it so common stance for any time throughout the year. Everybody's questioning, hey, is anybody going to be there on this date? Because I'm down with my family. I'd love to meet up with somebody. And it doesn't matter who it is. Like you said, you know, we don't know anybody directly from other than chatting with them on the Facebook group, but they're willing to meet up because we've set the pace that this is a common thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And my wife and I were sitting in La Cava. Of course, we were sitting in La Cava. What do you want? But, uh, you know, but you repeat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Instrals, uh, Alan Fuller and Joe Baumgartner. I'm like, oh, hello, guys. So yeah, it's just, yeah, and we all try to make things like that happen. And even uh, when I was living in Denver, uh, Don Dompress was coming through with his daughter for a college trip. Hey, Tim, let's get together and have a drink. Yeah. And, and, it, it's awesome that a group of guys, how, how strong are we now? 550 some, somewhere in that area. And, you know, it's, it's relatively no drama and is just guys that like to get together and do guy stuff and talk guy things, especially if it has something to do with Disney. Yeah. And, you know, it is who the conventions that, you know, lots of stuff outside of Disney, lots of get togethers outside of Disney happen. Right. You know, you've got the guys in the Northeast that get together every year for golfing tournaments. Um, and uh, they were doing fundraisers and stuff up there, too. Um, and that all the way out to the West Coast where, you know, I've traveled down to Seattle and David Van Cleve and Andrew have come in and we've met for dinner. Right. Like it it happens outside of the parks, too. And, and none of this would have happened if it wasn't for DDC one. You know, so like there is so many friendships and so much caring and support in this group that has really developed because of that first convention. And then it's it's been nurtured along all the way through two, three, four, five, all the way up here to nine. Um, so far, um, nine was I'm, I'm guessing nine was probably the smallest number of people that we had but you still had a good number of uh, of people at nine um what's our largest convention been uh that's a good question um i i think it probably was um just based on and and this is a little bit speculative on my part because it, it's either which which one was the first barbecue like was that four that I believe yeah. would have been six. Is that six? I was thinking it was three. The five or six. We know. were at Saratoga. That's when the first time we right. did a barbecue between the two pavilions in the gazebo. Right. I, and I, was that five several of the guys that stayed at Saratoga, we were all together in, in a string on the same building at Carousel. Yeah. 
That that might have been five. If that was it, I, I think that one may have been the largest. Although it, it that you know may have gotten larger for one of the ones after you know I was able to attend. But what what makes me think that one might have been the largest is that um, that was one of the additions to the whole event that I think really helped boost it because it was an opportunity for people to get together outside the parks and in a context where. I know for a lot of people, it was they were there with their families and they didn't feel like they were giving up anything to be able to come by for for the the picnic, basically. And there was no oh. pressure. Yeah. Right? And I, I was watching the live stream and I was so jealous, so jealous. I was like, ah, look at that. They're having so much fun. All the families are there, all the kids, everybody's having a good time. I'm just sitting here watching it. And yeah. And you're, it was you're, the most amazing event I had seen take place through a bunch of strangers, right? All the kids, everybody had brought kids, you know, that had gotten in the middle of the field there between the gazebo and the street and were playing with a football and with a cheese cheese tub and something else. And, and they well, were playing and, and like they'd had, known each other for years. Right, exactly. You had teenage kids who were, without even being asked to do it, right, just naturally kind of taking a leadership role and, and you know, organizing so that, that the younger kids could go and play and their parents could, you know, hang out and chat together and it was like you 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 only known these kids for five minutes, but you'd known their parents enough that you trusted them implicitly to go and, right. and be in charge of those kids. Yeah, they, I, I, if I was to guess a number, it was close to fifty, if not over fifty, uh, because everybody that had come to Disney, almost wow. everybody, had the opportunity to stop by. I know. Uh, David, Matt, and several others had, had already had plans, but they made the rounds to come through Saratoga long enough to get out of the car, say hi, wave, meet some faces, and then off they went You know, back on their thing. They couldn't stay, but they made the effort to show face. And if, if I was to count names and faces, I'm pretty sure we hit pretty close to 50 with all the kids and everybody. Yeah, I mean, I know that the very first one, I mean, I can tell you that we were almost exactly 30 for the first one. Because we were actually a little more than that, but thirty was our count for the um, for dinner at Whispering Canyon. Whispering Canyon, yeah, that's right. And I just I remember that distinctly because I remember going up to the check in desk and <laughs> checking in the party of thirty and the look on the poor uh, <laughs> server's face. Yeah, I around, like, <laughs> wow, where am I going to put thirty people? <laughs> that's a lot of catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just thinking about four uh, and all the people that were around multiple tables at Ohana. That's why I thought, wow, that had to be one of the big ones, too, because there were a lot of us chowing down at Ohana. Yeah, the one night at Ohana, we had, God, I can't think of the number. It was pretty high up, but they, they put all the tables together and ran the entire length of the restaurant, which was a mistake on their part because it made you know serving difficult yep. to have to go all the way to one end and back around the other again. Yep. Uh, which they learned the next year when they split us up. But yeah, that was probably one of the biggest gathering of meals ever with all the DVCCs was that one night at Ohana. That was crazy. We were we were shoehorning people in around that table too. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's been amazing to me to see how it's evolved, right? And, you know, we've tried different things uh, every year. We've we've tried to introduce something else. Uh, we've We had the... Uh, monorail crawl the the one year uh, for the adults. We had, uh, um, you know, the boardwalk crawl. Uh, uh, we tried the Disney Springs the one year. Well, yeah, unfortunately, um, the Disney Springs crawl mostly got rained out. 
Yeah. And it it's um that hurting a bunch of distads in in Disney Springs with with the the amount of bars and lounges that are available there is worse than trying to hurt a bunch of cats. Like it's just it's it's just not gonna it's it's a difficult crowd in 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 that setting to keep keep on track. Whereas you know going around the world it's it it's one direction, <laughs> right? Right. Just, right. Just come out the door, head left. <laughs> yeah, the challenge with the with the Disney Springs crawl is not a lot of those places are set up for a rush of thirty people at once like no. that, right? So they usually have a niche section. You can probably get ten people in, uh, but doing doing a lot like that was a challenge, and that's that's kind of why it fell apart. Besides the rain, uh, was just you know having to turn people away that couldn't get a seat. Yeah, but they were all great ideas. They were all great <laughs> efforts. I mean, there were traditions that made the the event worth looking for. Everybody was curious when the crawl night was. Right. Um, I go back to, I want to say it was four, maybe five, but we started off at Beach uh, um, Club. Yeah, that was beach. that yep. was when we did the Crescent Lake crawl. I think that that was probably yeah. and that guy probably was five. With the guitar that night, and we were all singing. It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that one was, was great. One of those moments where you were either there or you missed it. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. four because I was there for that one. That was uh, that was when uh, I, I, I believe it was you, Aaron, that was doing video of uh, me and Angie up there, and all of a sudden Angie just dropped out of the frame. <laughs> that was a different night. Yeah, when we made it same, same, yeah, yeah, same year, but different night. That was when we were doing right. karaoke. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and Angie well, per, pulled her great the... disappearing act. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was when we were doing the boardwalk crawl, but hey, that's been it, a few it, years. I've killed a few brain cells since then. <laughs> I think it might have been. It oh, later been the that tail same end night. Of that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I think actually maybe right. Closed down kimonos. Yeah, yeah. Because I think we did close out at kimonos. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But that sounds like right. That's when Terry ordered the uh, pink flower drink and all that. We were making fun of you. Pink flower drink. <laughs> and little did I know, I, pinkies out. I only uh, I only found out a couple of years ago that they, if you order the sangria, they serve it in these pitchers, these little tiny pitchers. <laughs> That uh, they're bigger than your average drink, but they're still a pitcher. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, please. I'll take some of that. Good to know for future reference. So, and I mean, I think one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you guys on and, and talk about this on the show is that um, the sort of the history of Diz Dad's Club convention and and this show are sort of well intertwined. Um, you know, the, the podcast so. started a, a little bit, you know, before um well I guess see I I've been I've been online, you know, as we're talking here trying to to find the reference on the website because I I used to know these dates cold and then I got old. Um happens all the best of us. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know the 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 one of my biggest memories from the well i guess the, okay so the podcast did start shortly before the first Dis dad's club convention and the, the reason i know that is because we did our our first uh and and for a while only um live show that was one of the things that we did during the first Dis dad's club convention and we had so much fun doing it um, it really gave a big boost to the show, and um, I think 
Yeah, it was shortly after that that we started, um, we, you know, we, for the next three years after that, I think it was, maybe longer, we did two shows a week because we added back the um, the the dad show, the, the trip report show, um, alternating with the, the panel shows. Um, and that was a direct outgrowth of, you know, people being being so interested in being involved and wanting to be a part of, um, you know, the live show we did that we had a lot of fun with. Yeah, social social media was still relatively new back then, and the concept of being on somebody else's recording was still relatively new, and it became kind of exciting, you know, to be able to have your voice heard over the air, so to say, through a recording or a YouTube channel or whatever, right? So it's it's like common sense today, right, that everybody does it and everybody has one, but back then it was a little bit different. Um, I, I almost want to go way back, way back before that to the beginning, Um and kind of dig up to how the Diz Dad almost came about. There was the forum on the page of the Diz. Um, there was a Thanksgiving. There was some. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. There was some posting, and then there was some banning. <laughs> and then, out of all of that, to make a long story short, out of after the banning was some good conversations around: shouldn't there be a place for the dads to go that we could be safe without being? inappropriate or rude to the public, right? Knowing that the Diz was a public page. Um, and I think that conversation is what led into you creating the Dad Club page um, and then in turn creating what you wanted to be a podcast or, or a series of conversations. And that's what started into that fold. And it, you're right, it was good timing around us doing the convention where the convention made a great opportunity to do a live for the people that couldn't come. I, I seem to remember that. I, I, that... Sorry, okay, go, go ahead, Chuck. No, I was going to say that in itself is what kind of led to um, the years following where people and Facebook making this possible even. People just going live from inside this, this, this that convention, sharing rides and sharing scenes. I know I used to do, when I was down there even solo, I would used to do what I called uh, sounds from the parks and just record scenery and just let it play, right? Just so people could hear the audio and, and enjoy the immersiveness of the environment. And, and I love that, that whole too. social media kickoff thing made it possible for everybody to participate. I was just going to say, I seem to remember, and, and maybe it was a conversation in the Facebook group, but I was thinking uh, I was uh, actually a panelist on the podcast way back then when we first started talking about whether we would do a DDCC and if anybody would go if we did. So I, I don't know. I have to go back and look through the archives, but it seems well, like I I'm, I'm still paging through the archives as we talk because it's back here. Uh-huh. I mean, I know Aaron's it's like, keep going. I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's my own fault because I finally, I mean, it it still amazes me, you know, that that the podcast has been going on now for ten years, and and yeah, more than yeah. I mean, you know, okay, so Diz Dad's Club Convention Two uh, was twenty fourteen, was the second one. I now know that for sure because yeah, yeah. I just one, ran across when you ran had across the Fort Orleans Riverside because Ariel and I stayed in the Royal Guest Rooms the very first time. Ah, there we go. And I'm going to be a sap about this, but uh, I've met a lot of a lot of guys, including all three of you in person, and and you guys are some of my best friends. You know, you uh, for having only known each other online and met you know in person a few times. Uh, you guys are this is an awesome group of guys. I'll just say that much. Yeah, well, they can. I mean, that's that's <laughs> one, look. I'll be honest. That's where the the podcast really came from. I mean, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but. Uh, you know, I, I bought the domain that became disdads.com and grew into the podcast um, 
totally on a whim just because I was, you know, there were a whole, there were a group of us who back in those days would late at night, because a lot of us were night owls, would chat over, um, uh, AOL chat back then, right? AIM chat. Um, and we'd have, you know, an ongoing Now chat. you're dating yourself. Right. No kidding. <laughs> um, and we'd chat there and, and, you know, I don't remember even how it got me started thinking about it, but, but we were chatting about, um, uh, various, you know, what websites, what fan sites were out there, which ones people used, all that kind of stuff. Um, and on a whim, as we're having this conversation, I did a who is search and discovered that nobody owned disdads.com. I'm like, well, I got to take care of that. You know, I, I'm right. thinking it grew out of the conversation that some of us actually tried to get on the Diz Moms panel and, of course, got tossed to the curb. And we went, you know, well, hey, well, what about Diz Dads? There's going to be Diz Dads somewhere. At least that's how I found you guys. Yeah, that, well, that's possible. Um, so, uh, you know, I bought the domain and came back into the chat and said, okay, guys, guess what? <laughs> I just bought this. Let's, what are we going to do with it? And, and so originally this was, you know, 2011. So originally, or no, I'm sorry, 2009 must've been nine. Yes. Yeah, nine. 2009. And, and, um, originally it was just, well, let's, let's do a group blog because blogging was really just sort of starting to, you know, become more common. And for close to a year, really, we had, I mean, great participation. I had, two or three different guys every week that were posting content and it was a really lively site. Um, and after about 10 months, it just started to fizzle and, you know, it was pulling teeth to get people to submit content. And I was, you know, reluctantly, you know, posting stuff that I didn't even necessarily think was that good, but needed to get posted because otherwise the site was looking dead. Um, and, and so, the the domain was up for renewal and I came back to the chat group and I said in the chat, okay, guys, I got to make a decision because, you know, it's not like that it's expensive, but if nobody's going to do anything for this blog, why am I paying for the domain? Um, you know, are there any ideas for what we might do? And, and that's when several people said, well, we should try a podcast. Okay. Um, and so in some ways that was the origin of the podcast. And then because we were starting to do the podcast and looking for content, right. Looking for things that, that we could talk about on the podcast, um, you know, to some extent that is part of the genesis of Diz Dads Club convention, right? Because we were having these conversations every week about people's plans for future travel. And all of a sudden we realized that there were, you know, six different families that already had plans to travel over, over uh, race weekend. And it, it just kind of snowballed from there. And, and I think that the growth of the, the podcast really has been sort of tied to the, um, you know, the, the, the growth of, of the group and the, and the growth of the convention, it's just kind of fed itself. Well, you're right though, Aaron, uh, you know, as you continue to look for that there, the, the podcast was an opportunity for all of us to get to know the guests on podcasts better, you know, and, and start building those bonds. Um, and that outside of the conventions, you know, before the convention started, we, it, it gave an opportunity to hear people and, to to hear their, their love of Disney and their plans for the trip and how, how they, uh, vacation 
and giving people other ideas and also getting everybody really enthused about about their next trip and well, i think you just hit it, the nail on the head terry I, I listened to that and i listened to the other dad's trip reports and you know what they did and li- i'm listening i'm listening for things that i might have missed yeah yeah well, i'll tell exactly. you it was it was definitely handy for me because you know you go back and look at the diz and people used to write their just their trip reports out right there's a lot of typing and 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 the social media aspect of it the podcast aspect of it was able to talk through and help remember your trip report without having to type it all out. So I moved it from a digital, from a written medium to a to a video medium or audio medium. To a and personalization it medium. To, and happier to talk about, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I did find at least the first podcast reference to Diz Dad's Club Convention. So um, I know that that we had to have started before that, and there has to be a blog post from before this. But I was trying to to narrow the search, um, and so I, I see that we we had um, a podcast on. October 7th, 2012, that was the Diz Dads convention preview episode. And um, Mark Pratt, Eric Anderson, Justin West, and Carl and I were on that one. And, um, you know, we, we just kind of talked about what the plans were at that point. Um, we talked about dates. Uh, and and it looks clearly like we already had, um, you know, a lot of it you know, in the works already, uh, obviously, because that was October and, and you know, we, yeah, we yeah. already knew a good chunk of the people who were coming by. And your windows and everything else were at play at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, but that was the first time that I think we, we kind of, you know, publicly talked about the, um, the plans for the event and, and, um, you know, did it on the podcast as opposed to on the boards or, or on the, um, you know, on the blog. And, um, I mean, for me, that those conversations at that time, you know, I was a dad with two young kids, one of whom was sick a lot. And those connections to these other guys were just an incredible support in general. I mean, it wasn't like we were looking for a support group necessarily, but it became one anyway, (laughs) Um, because you know, many of us had kids going through the same kinds of stuff. We were going through the same issues with our kids and with our families and, you know, having a group of guys there who understood and spoke our language. Right. Um, yeah. You know, just it, a lot it, of guys like bringing this, us back. You're liable to find somebody that's almost in your same situation. Yep. Right. I go exactly. back to when we did the cruise in 2015 and, you know, I was the single dad with the single, you know, with a daughter and then, Sitting next to the table is, is Sean McCumber, and there's Grace. And I'm like, oh, there's another single dad in the same situation, you know. Mm-hmm. So you it, it's a great group, like you said, and it's just that opportunity to meet someone who's probably going through what you've gone through or have already done it, you know. And, and like you said, it makes a support group out of it. Well, so this this show, we've been spending a lot of time reminiscing. Here's the plan. Here's the idea, at least. Um, hopefully, our reminiscing and, and our gushing about how fun and, and, and how fulfilling, really, this experience has been has piqued some people's interests. The plan here is to have um, Joe, Terry, maybe bring another one of the guys who's been involved in putting this one together uh, along with you, you know, here or there. But uh, on about once a month basis from, from here until... Um, the big Diz Dads Club Convention 10. Um, you know, have you come on, talk a little bit about some part of um, what what is in, in store for folks at Diz Dads Club Convention 10. And hopefully, 
you know, introduce this to some people who, who maybe haven't experienced it before or bring back some folks who thought, eh, I've already been there and done that. That, that sound like right. a good idea for you guys? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. We'll, uh, we welcome the chance to come uh-huh. back and, and hype up the hype up X. It's, it's, it's going to be awesome. Well, well yeah, there's so much. You want about, about an hour of my time to get on and just talk about Disney. That's not there. I know. Such as <laughs> twist awesome. your arm, right? And, and, and before you escape, uh, I, I do want to go around a little bit and, and, um, you know, kind of, again, let's build some momentum here. So, um, you know, Joe, what, what, if you had to pick out one aspect of, uh, Diz Dad's Club Convention 10. And it's got to be, you know, some, some, some part of the, the event itself, right? Not just getting to see the, the guys, because we know that that's true, but you see them other times too. So something about um, Diz Dad's Club Convention 10 that you're especially excited about uh, for this one that's coming up and maybe why it's, it's something you're, you're really excited for. Um, yeah, that's going to be a little bit difficult. Cause it's, you know, the reason I keep going is because of the same reason. It's, it's the ride, the guys, the events, the, the memories we create, those four days specifically, right? Um, but I always love the fact that we get together and as a group, we fill up a train, whether that be the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or the Big Thunder Mountain. We fill up a ride. And while we're getting in line, going through these rides, the chance we're doing the ticky tocky ticky tocky oi oi, or if we're high-fiving with a good game, as we serpentine through the line, which we won't be able to do with all the barriers up now, but <laughs> watching the eyes of the kids and the families and the dads that are like, what are these guys and how do I get to be a part of it? It's just right. amazing to watch the impact we have back on specifically the magic kingdom um, where most of the families typically are, are, are more open-minded and having a good, good time. Um, just watching all of those families recognize that this wild group of guys is having the time of their lives in a park that most people think are for kids, you know, and again, it's, it's the high five, good game, good game. And everybody in line starts doing it. The kids want in on it. The dads would get the moms in on it. And everybody takes for a moment and throws away their inhibitions and says, these guys are just hilarious. Have a good time. You know? <laughs> so that's what I look forward to. Carl, where are you, Carl? How about you, Terry? What's, what's the thing that you're most looking forward to at X? Well, at uh, at X, you know, at, at every convention I've I've been to, and I've I've missed two, and I obviously missed nine, uh, with the border being closed. Um, but every convention has got a signature event, and X X this is going to be a little bit different. Um, and we're just going to leave it at that, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So Terry's going to be Very mysterious either. with us on that. Uh-huh. With a secret event. Uh, Tim, how about you? What, what is it that you're most looking forward to about Diz Dad's Club Convention 10? It seems like every time I go, there is something very, very special that happens. Um, uh, I will bring up the, the name of uh, a brother who has left us now, uh, CJ Fregola. Um, he wanted to meet with me and Angie for a specific reason. And if you know, we became a support system for him for something he was ha- that, that was happening in his life. And you'd never know when those op- opportunities are going to happen. And they happen practically every time we've been for one of these. So uh, to say I live for that sort of thing is mm, yeah, kind of doesn't come across quite right. But 
it's it's the ability to get close to your brothers to to say you know we're going through something you're going through um, you know what let it beyond Disney let's have a great time here but but as time goes on let's support each other let's help each other through this thing we call life yeah I mean I it's it seems strange but I think the thing I'm looking most forward to about you know Diz Dad's Club Convention Ten is the the sort of relaxed downtime hanging out stuff right the because i i love the parks and and don't get me wrong it's it's a lot of fun to you know get on on an elevator at uh haunted Ma- or at at um uh tower of terror you know full of people that you're there to have fun with and you know taking that ridiculous selfie that thank god you have jay gilbert <laughs> with you know octopus arms so that you can take the picture um but you know and that's wonderful but i still think that the one memory that stands out more than any other more even than you know the first live podcast i did which I, i've not been that nervous to do something in a really long time because i mean you know I used to joke that that's what editing is about, right? Editing makes us all sound smart. Um, <laughs> so I was working without a net for the first time and, and I yeah. was nervous about that. But, but the thing that, that, you know, stands out in my mind is a night, uh, would, would have been the first night that I had arrived, uh, hanging out when there were a bunch of us, uh, sharing a, a two bedroom at old Key West and, um, playing cards against humanities. And, Cracking up Paul Hodgers so badly <laughs> that we got a noise complaint called in on us four times. <laughs> the, the, the old Key West Grand Villa at DDCC4. Thank you, Scott Stradman, for footing the bill on that one to make it happen. But yeah, you, you guys were around the corner. Tim and Mel were downstairs. Tim and Angie were supposed to come over, but there was no elevator, no way to get her up to the second floor. Otherwise so they couldn't come participate. But we yep. had a whole room of people. And you're right. The, the door was cracked a little bit. We had the balcony overlooking the swimming pool, which was split open. And when the cards came out, the laughter ensued. It was just a great time. How could it not? Yeah, and I, I just remember, you know, like at the at the same time, laughing so hard that it was painful. And then also <laughs> at the same time, looking up and seeing poor Scott, who has this look on his face like, Y'all are going to cost me my DVC contract. <laughs> but you know, Aaron, you're Here's right. It, yeah. Um, the parks bring us together, but the moments that stick out the most are those, uh, those downtime moments, you know, whether they occur in the parks when you're just sitting with each other, having a, a picnic or, or, watching everybody else go by or, or most often afterwards at those, uh, uh, at those out of park events. Yeah. Like uh, filming people on the boardwalk that don't want to be filmed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know she was in the background of that. I didn't even know she was in the background there. That was the weirdest situation that we've had in a long time. Isn't that awesome? Stories <laughs> forever. Yeah, but it's, it's just moments like that, like you said, Tim. It's, it's those moments that are not orchestrated, not planned. They just happen, and they become great memories, good, bad, or indifferent. They become great memories that you, you obviously got to bring up when you're telling stories 
to the new guys or, or to the kids or whatever. Yeah. As we're all going to laugh about them. <laughs> yeah. Might not have at the time, but we are now. And, and that's the cool. And how it brought us all together and turned us into what we are from a support group. Like you said earlier, Aaron, you know, and it's not convention related, but you think about the things we have done as a brotherhood for those guys in need. And it started way back with the Nicely's when we first did that first event and had those moments in time over the years, what we felt it was necessary to make a difference in somebody's life. And I go back to Matt Birchfield when he was dealing with um, his daughter and, and, and the Carl moment when Carl was sick and couldn't work and, and had to skip DDCC. And then just recently, the, the efforts we went through with Jeff Fry. And I know there's been a couple others over well, the it, years. It goes back even longer than that. Um, if you, you may remember, um, you know, uh, Burned Oil. When, yeah. You know, oh, yes, and he, he never got to make it to a convention, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, he, he had been trying for months to finalize the adoption of uh, his foster daughter and right in the midst of it, right as they were on the cusp of getting final approval, um, you know, he, he, uh, suddenly, you know, unexpectedly passed away. Um, and again, you know, the guys just rallied and made sure that we did everything we could do to help make sure that that adoption got finalized, that, that, you know, Burns' dream of giving that child a home came true. Yeah, yeah. We really have come together from from you know an online board group where you chatted with you know somebody you didn't know on the other end to to a pretty close knit family. Yeah. You know, um, and and that and it, it's been the the conventions, it's been the podcasts, it's been all of that that have have really spurred that forward brought it forward to and like, like and, Tim, and like Jimmy every said, family yep. and like every family we don't all always want to give each other a hug at the end of the night but right. but bottom line is that you know when pushes come to shove we've always had each other's backs yeah yep. yeah absolutely and thank you and thankfully not in the brutus sense <laughs> as we approach the Ides of March. Yeah, I was yes. just going to say that. <laughs> Not with a knife. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it is an amazing group. Uh, yeah, and like you say, there's 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 ripples in every family, but uh, uh, this this one's pretty amazing. Um, you know, even those that have differences, we can often just have a beer or right. respect each other. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah, Mickey Bar. <laughs> all right guys well i think I, I think i'm going to wrap us for for now we'll be back to talk more about this in, a, in another few weeks but um you know pay attention to the the private um there's a, a, a facebook group i think now for that's set aside for convention um if you need help finding that you can message uh you know terry or joe or me or tim on on facebook and we're happy to help you uh, get set up there so you can find it. Um, just have a lot of folks who aren't necessarily comfortable with their, you know, vacation details of their plans being broadcast to the world. So we keep that one private. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we'd love to see, um, many more in our community join us for, um, a Diz Dads Club convention event. Uh, until next time. And until we come back and chat again, um, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster here chatting about his dad's club convention X with, uh, my trusty co-host Tim. 
We'll see you real soon. And our special guests, I don't play there. Terry Hawkins, Aloha, and Joe Masters. I don't play that thing, man. Michael. Uh, and hey, Tim, if, if people want to get in touch with you directly, how should they uh, email you? Well, they can get me on Facebook or they can email me at tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And hey, if you're looking to hit up Tim on Facebook, um, you, you need to take a lesson from me. His name is more common than he likes to admit. So on Facebook, <laughs> if you're going to add him, do an at Old Texas Boy, O-L-T-E-X-A-S-B-O-Y. And that'll yep. convert to Tim Hicks. Yep, that's me, the Old Texas Boy. And uh, Terry, if somebody wants to, to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way to get in touch? Hi, you can email me at terry at terrythetravelguy.com uh, or check me out uh, on Facebook, uh, Terry the Travel Guy. All right, and Joe, how about you? You want to just have him email Terry? <laughs> or do you want to give him your own contact information? <laughs> Uh, no, obviously I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Um, if you wanted to email me directly, I'm at J O E C O O L eighty nine at twc.com. So Joe Cool eighty nine at timewarningtable.com. And hey, if you want to email me directly, it's Aaron A A R O N at mousemastertravel.com. Um, you know, if you get a moment, we'd really appreciate it if uh, you stop by on Apple Podcasts and left a review for the show. Rate, review it. It makes it easier for more people to find it, and we can help spread the love, so to speak. So, uh, And if you didn't know, we're on Spotify, so look us up there, too. And and I, I did the live demo, but, you know, it doesn't work. Uh, loud, it's not loud enough. The, the, my mic doesn't pick it up. Maybe I'll try it again another show. But um, you can also, if you've got an Alexa device, you can just say, Alexa, play Diz Dad's Podcast Plus, and she'll do it. Nice. That's awesome. Nice job, guys. That was fun. So much to talk about. I don't play the damn. I got to keep on. I don't play the damn thing.